And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Raider Heart, guys, and the wait is over. We're prepping for week one. We've got the Chargers game coming up here this weekend. Um, most anticipated week one in, in, shoot, a couple of decades for me. And here to break it down uh, with me, is, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Raspy Raider. And Raspy, uh, did the offseason seem as long to you as it did for me, or is I just kind of tripping on that? No, man, I think it did, especially like once Adams was on the plate, it felt like things were going in slow motion just to get here. I remember talking about it a month or so back. It's like, man, I, I want to play right now. I want them to play right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's slow for me too. But like you said, it is upon us. What is up, nation? Man, I got my Raider garb on. I'm like, I'm in it, man. I'm ready to go. I got the throwback rice on. Let's get into this, man. I am so ready for Raider football and for things to get real, man. I mean, the preseason stuff, yeah, it's cool. It's, it lets you know that things are coming. But, man, we are here. We have arrived. We are, you know, I'm on a 48-hour or less countdown to this game. Let's do this, man. Well, absolutely, guys. And if you hadn't guessed, this is the official Raiders versus Chargers preview show. And we're going to give – in this episode, we're going to give our official – scores and predictions obviously for the game but we're going to go a little bit deeper than that as well we're going to give our keys to the game the matchups that we're looking at and just anything that we have on our mind or anything that we've sort of uh, identified as is going to be a, a pivotal factor in, in this game win or loss for one of these two teams so we're going to break down the matchup and give you our opinions and our takes on it and uh Really excited to get into that but before we do we always like to make sure to remind everybody where to find us Guys, you can still find us here. You know, we're starting a new regular season. There's no better time than now to join in the discussion on YouTube or on uh, Twitter, rather. We're going to be on YouTube here shortly as well. Um, you can get us at Silver underscore Hack on Twitter. You can get us on Facebook, LinkedIn as well. And as far as the podcast, you can find us on just about anywhere you find your podcast, guys. So we're not hard to find. So anywhere that you find your podcast currently, you can find us there as well. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends where to find us as well. And make sure to keep your notifications on because the regular season is back. So the content is going to be coming fast and furious, as you would expect. So with no further ado, guys, this is a big one. You know, the Raiders didn't really get – we never really seemed to get a whole lot of breaks with the schedule as far as the, the schedule makers go. And, you know, with the way that last season ended, Raspy, with the – at least the regular season, the way that that ended with the – essentially what was a playoff game between the Raiders and Chargers, winner, you know, got in, loser, was sent home, and the Raiders were able to come away with that one. And, of course, the schedule makers didn't waste any time, you know, matching up the running back that same matchup rather for week one and you know raspy the the chargers come in you know they're going to be hungry i saw justin herbert talking uh um to you know the local charger reporters there saying that he's had this game sort of marked on his in his mind on his schedule at home ever since the schedule was released there's been a lot of hype with this chargers team bringing in uh, Khalil Mack bringing in a whole lot of guys actually to to bolster their roster. Raspy, a lot of people think the Chargers have the best roster in the NFL. What what's your take on the Chargers as you kind of have wrapped your head and in mind around this matchup coming in here? Well, man, first off, I'm not going to sit here and hate. They got a hell of a roster, man. I mean, they did go bolster, like you said there. Even more so as if it wasn't already tough enough, man. You're bringing in Mac. You brought in J.C. Jackson. Looks like he may not play. Hey, man, he I'm won't. okay with that. 
I'm okay with that. That's fine. You can go ahead and ride the pine and, and sit down while we play it. You know what? I'm not going to hate. But I'm also going to kind of look back. And, and it shows you, too, the league is so – they want to make – they do not want to. They do make things so intriguing. I mean, look at these week one matchups, man. You got Baker Mayfield against his old team, Russell Wilson against team us against the team we took out and knocked out in the playoff you know to get into the playoffs i mean yeah they do they do this on purpose but i look at it like this man i mean we we handled that business against the chargers when it was you know put up a shut up time all or nothing time and we didn't even have Devontae Adams. we didn't have a necessarily like healthy healthy darren waller so Man, I'm excited. I'm ready to go, man. But I, I think a lot of people are underestimating us, man. I see these guys talking, and I'm used to it, man. We're used to it. It is it is what it is. I could care less with some of these predictions of these people that are out there not really know what the hell happened last year, and that's so quick to forget. I get it. It was last year. But we hung with this team with, you know, injury and lack thereof players that we do have now. So it's going to be different. So keep sleeping on us. I prefer you did. I'm just excited to get it going. I want to see, man, I can't wait. I know in Nation's chomping at the bit, man. I want to see Devontae go out there and play, man. I think it can change the whole dynamic of how we do things. Well, it will, but just kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, I'm actually seeing a lot of people, an uncomfortable amount of people picking the Raiders in this matchup really? for the media. At least from, from what I'm watching, you know, classic Raider haters like um, Greeny on ESPN. I mean, he, he's saying that, you know, he thinks that the Raiders are just going to go off. Like, he's, he thinks the Raiders are going to be a big team this year. Stephen A. Smith was the funniest one, though. Wrap your head around this one. Okay, so Stephen A. Smith... I think it was just this morning, said that he expects the Chargers to score more points than any team in the league this week, not just because it's the Raiders, just because he doesn't think anybody can stop the Chargers this year, whatever, point taken. I think we have better weaponry, but point taken. But then he also said the Raiders are going to win the game. So can you kind of I'm, – I'm not a math – I was never a math major. I'm not a mathematician or anything like that, Raspy, but I'm just trying to understand – Stephen A. Smith thinks the Chargers are going to score more points than any team in the NFL this week and lose to the Raiders. How can you wrap your head around that? Well, no, and uh, just like you're not a you know mathematician, I'm not a, a you know language or uh, English connoisseur, but uh, what you call a contradiction. I don't know what the heck that even means. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, like they're they're going to score more points than anybody, but they're going to lose against the Raiders. Well, I guess score more points in the Raiders, that, but lose. Yeah, somehow. maybe that's a backhanded way of saying they're going to score a lot of points, but we're still going to score more. I don't know what in the hell that means. It don't make a whole lot of sense. But Stephen A. Sometimes he just don't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. So you know, no, no shade, but that just, I mean, just run that in your head, Raider Nation. What what Art just said? It just makes no sense. Yeah, it just goes to show you the the caliber of. Uh commentary on ESPN nowadays, but even Keyshawn Johnson as well picked the Raiders to win this game. He was talking about how the crowd is going to be pro Raider. He also expects big things from the Raiders this year, but you're right, man. The Raiders have to go out after being, let's just face it, guys, mostly mediocre since 2002. Uh, you know, last year was an exception, but uh, we've got to earn it in the eyes of many people in the, in the, in the football world, you know, they just – we have to prove it. I don't know what the Chargers have done to prove it. So there's different standards apparently with everybody. But, you know, kind of going off of the lead-in, the Chargers do have a lot of talent, man. They do, but they also have a weird knack of not being able to stay healthy. You know, getting into the the uh, injury report, you mentioned J.C. Jackson is, is most likely – he did not practice today. That's everybody – we all know, guys, when you don't practice – in the regular season on Friday, that's a pretty much 90, 95% that you're not going to suit up and play. Uh, he's not officially out, but it's doubtful. That's a big deal. Obviously, that's the guy that they were going to be leaning on to, to hopefully try to keep uh, Devontae in check. That's not going to happen now. But uh, here's another name that's on the injury report. Um, by the way, the Raiders have nobody on the injury report, you know, which is a wonderful thing going into week one. Um, not, not a single name on the injury report this week 
But another sneaky name, Raspy, that a lot of people aren't talking about, J.C. Jackson is the big name on the injury report, and rightfully so. Donald Parham is out, it looks like, this week for the Chargers as well. And Raider Nation, I got to say, that that's a big deal for me. That, that was actually such a big deal that that factored into my uh, overall thoughts for, for this game and how this matchup may turn out. Um, no spoilers or anything, but – this guy, for for those that may not know, this is not a household name. Um, he's he's kind of a player that that flies under the radar. But this guy's a six foot eight tight end uh, that has a almost a forty inch vertical. This is a guy that I wanted the Raiders to draft a few years ago. I don't know if any of you guys remember that in our pre draft show. I think it was two years ago. I wanted the Raiders to take this guy later in the draft. Of course, he winds up with the Chargers. But this is a guy that, who's a potential matchup nightmare in the red zone, ladies and gentlemen. And he's not going to play this week. I mean, six foot eight with a 40-inch vertical speaks for itself in the red zone. But this is a guy that actually hurt us a year ago in the red zone a couple of different times. And almost yeah. almost didn't he almost have a game winner that was taken away too a couple of years he, ago? He did, and he actually scored the touchdown before that to take the lead before we ended up coming back and taking the the guy killed us. Go run film. He he murdered us last year. I mean, a matchup nightmare with just a guy with that physical stature and that athleticism alone, Raspy, as you know, you know, watching and playing football in your day, what a headache that that could cause. But am I wrong to think that that's a, a, a potentially a major sort of a under the radar story that this guy's a major uh, red zone weapon that's going to be off the board, it looks like, unless there's a major change in the next 48 hours. Well, I don't think you're off at all because, like I said, run film back on our last two games. He was part of the, our last two – our last game – sorry, the two games last season, excuse me. But run it back, man. I mean, he uh, he is a matchup nightmare. How do you, how do you deal with that, man? That's those are basketball numbers. That's crazy. And he has hands because he made some really big catches, uh, both in the in the end zone and on the way to scoring. That you know put us behind. And I think he did get one kind of robber. I mean, it wasn't his fault. He but he had made the catch though too. So yeah, I, I think that's a it's a hell of a call right there, man. And and that's a big big thing that I have to worry about. It's a massive you know, weapon that we uh, hopefully won't have to worry about, you know, being a, a big-time matchup tight end. And Raspy here, um, just speaking of tight ends real quick, we we got a message here from a friend of the show, Jordan Schultz, from the Schultz Report. A lot of you guys have uh, seen him on social media and on TV, um, NFL insider for The Score. He's also an NBA insider. Uh, fan of the show here, and he just texted me before we went live uh, along the lines of the Darren Waller extension. I know a lot of you guys have been following that. There's been a lot of talk uh, after he changed representation, after Darren Waller changed representation, that a deal was uh, trying to be, uh, was hopefully going to be fast-tracked um, before the season. And Jordan Schultz just texted me, uh, expect something along the lines of, $62 million over five years um, regarding the Darren, a potential Darren Waller extension. And he goes on to say uh, that this is likely going to mean that the, the next two years would be fully guaranteed. So that would essentially make it a, a deal that would uh, more or less be three, $16 million over the next three years. Um, so just wanted to thank Jordan for that message, um, that update. For the potential Darren Waller extension, I don't think it's signed, sealed, and delivered just yet. But, Raspy, that's some really welcome news um, from our friend uh, Jordan Schultz. Yeah, hell yeah, Mr. Schultz. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate just uh, you letting us be a part of what you're doing too, man. You're out there with your finger on the pulse. I love it, man. Um, and I and I love the I love the numbers when it comes down to it. Because bottom line, Waller's got to be a very integral part of what we're doing, man. And we talked about it on a previous show or two. It's like you can't go all in minus Darren Waller. <laughs> He's got to be the, the Devontae, the Renfro, all the, you know what I mean? It's all got to be there in order for us to ascend and be where we want to be on offense. So, but I also like the numbers too, man. 
You know, front load that. Front load that contract. Get him his money. The man deserves it. Keep him happy. I mean, bottom line, we needed to just get him signed and move on. So that's another thing, man. Now he's he's pumped up. He's excited. He's ready to go. Let's get into it, man. I like it on all fronts, man. Uh, like I said, appreciate it, Jordan. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like this deal too. Um, potential, this potential deal. I want to make sure to to uh, qualify it there. It's it's not. I don't think it's officially done. At least it's, it's not as as of uh, the recording of this this show right now. But I love it too. If this deal, if the framework of this deal comes in, it, it uh, something very close to what Schultz is reporting. It's it works for Waller. It works for the Raiders. He's still in his prime. Um, I agree. You front loaded and uh, a happy and motivated Darren Waller is, uh, is another major, major weapon uh, for the Raiders this year. So obviously, so yeah, hopefully they get, hopefully that done sooner rather than later, hopefully before kickoff um, Sunday afternoon. And speaking of Sunday afternoon, Raspy, it's time to break down the actual matchup. I think we got into all the relevant stuff surrounding the game now let's get into the game, uh, the X's and O's and everything like that. Before we get into your official prediction, Raspy, just give us, uh, give give Raider Nation, give me as well, your thoughts. Um, what are your keys to the game? How do you see this going? What are your key matchups? Where, where are your thoughts at? Well, man, I'm going to hit you with, like, I mean, I think everybody's worried about this. You know, I'm not <laughs> – not breaking ground any <laughs> by any means, but the edge the edge matchups, and I think it goes both ways. Yeah. How can our O line, which is my first point, is how can our O line keep these boys from feasting? You know, because we all know, man, we lost Parker; he's out. There's it's, there's a lot in the air, man. It looks like Illuminor might get start. I don't know who's actually starting to tell you the truth as of right now, but. It's it's definitely worrisome, and you know Mac's going to be motivated. I mean, Bosa's a beast. That's the way that goes. I trust in Miller, you know, by Colton Miller is what I'm talking about all day long. But uh, but that's one of my key matchups, man, is is RO line versus their, their D line. And it, it can go both ways, too. We have to feast on the other side, but I think Max and Chandler are going to eat. If I had to put it on something, I would say – our old line holding up and giving car time and being able to get some push and get this run game going. Well, I mean, you're not wrong at all. I, I didn't have that as one of my keys. Only it's not because I don't think that's one of the key uh, factors in this game. I, I agree with you hundred percent, but I just, I knew that you were going to bring that up because it's so critical for this game. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it had to be talked about. And if you guys don't think Khalil Mack is fired up for this game, um, hmm. If any of you guys had any lingering doubts whether or not he was he had this game circled, go look at his social media. He has a picture of himself in his his uh, stupid looking Chargers helmet, and he's got his you know his classic Cleo Mac visor on. What I want you to do is zoom in as as close as you can to the visor. What you're going to see is uh, three a, a little three uh, letter initials um, F T R. And just kind of think about what that means, and you'll you'll it'll click, and then you'll understand exactly where his mind is at for this game. And that's the thing; he's fresh, and if he's going to be ever <laughs> has to be ready, it's going to be week one, you know, ready to go. And although him and Derek are buddies and they stayed homies because it's business, I get it, but. uh don't don't get it twisted, guys. He wants to put DC on his back as much as possible. FTR. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Put that. In, he's like, and that's like some like put put that in your pipe and smoke it, Raider Nation. But you know what? We didn't do this to him, so uh, you know we we weren't in agreement with that when it happened. So we won't dig into that. But uh, he feels some type of way, obviously. But we'll see. But I tell. You, he better he better know if he goes against Colton Miller, he's gonna be in for it. So they'll probably put him on the other side and let Mr. Bosa deal with that. But we'll see what happens, man. I want you gotta see some young kids step up. Is as I guess one of my keys is young, you know, young guys stepping up and being able to to uh 
hold their water, man, because if not, it's going to be a long day. We have a lot of young guys, you know, yep. on this on this roster, especially on defense and on the offensive line. Um, I'm right with you with that. Uh, did you have any other keys? Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, our wide receivers just, I guess, I guess I'm thinking like, why, you know, I already said, man, you know, Devontae has to do his thing, but our wide receivers, and you got JC Jackson, like he, he's looking like he's out, you know, barring some miracle. And uh, even if he was, he'd have to deal with Devontae all day. We have to, we have to beat them in that facet of the game. Our wide receivers against their their secondary. We have to feast, man. I agree. It can't be Adams or Renfro or the the usual suspects. You know, Matt Collins was named a captain. Yeah, I love that, man. I was surprised by that. So he must be showing the staff something in, in training camp and preseason and in, in those those scenarios, OTAs and that kind of thing. He must have opened up a lot of eyes there to, to get because Raspy and, and Raider Nation, as we all know, not just anybody gets slapped with the, the captaincy on their chest so that there's something there that uh, especially somebody that's with as little stature in the league as he has and, and such, you know, he's little tenure with the Raiders. I mean, he's really never played an official game with the Raiders yet. So that's usually something that's earned in the locker room. So that's that's impressive. Um, I, I'm with you on that. One of my keys, Raspy, is Patrick Graham. Um, what did Patrick Graham learn from the matchup when he faced Herbert a year ago? Look, I love Patrick Graham, and, you know, as, as impressive as he was a year ago, shutting down guys like Patrick Mahomes, look at the numbers from last year, Russell Wilson and some other guys, he really did a good job slowing those guys down, if not – you know, downright shutting him down in, in certain situations. But as as impressive as he was against those guys, Herbert got off on him. Herbert dropped a 40 spot on him. So, you know, what did he learn from that matchup? You know, Patrick Graham is the first one to, to say that he is flexible, he's versatile, he's not going to just stick with something that didn't work before, or he's not going to just stick with one game plan, you know, come hell or high water. He's going to change, he's going to adjust. He's going to, you know, tweak this or that where he needs to. So what exactly did he learn and how effective are these adjustments going to be? Um, that's that's really important. And another one for me, Raspy, and this is especially true coming off of the Gruden years, the red zone efficiency, man. You know, we all know we, we're not going to beat a dead horse. We all know what the red zone, the red zone woes over the – the three years that that Gruden was was with the Raiders organization and how that hampered the Raiders and held us back. We didn't, I, in my opinion, we didn't make the playoffs a couple of years that we could have um, because of the red zone inefficiency. What what did because for me this is one of the areas that I expect Josh McDaniels to be to show, you know, some of the the most. Um, upside over Gruden, for lack of a better word, is I expect him to be much better than Gruden with uh, game planning coming into the coming into every game with a better game plan. I expect him to be better calling plays during the game, and I also expect him to be better on the fly. If he has to make adjustments, he will make the right adjustments where Gruden that was arguably where he was at his worst. So, Raspy, those two areas, um, you see what I'm saying, though, with, with Josh McDaniels? Those are some oh, areas that absolutely. you – Better than Gruden, right? Absolutely, and I see. I, I love it, man. Harder, he's just always, he's always just hitting it, man. He's like going from the coaching standpoint, and he's right with Graham. What did you learn? You know, how are you going to get better with that, man? You know, he he has to run film back and see, like, okay, out of the quarterbacks in my division, you know, who was running amok on me, who wasn't, and it's like you got to fix that. So I, I love that. I love that outlook. I love how you are just thinking kind of outside of player matchups. You know, it's a chess game, man. So, yeah, absolutely with that. And with McDaniels, I think the red, like you said, I, I believe the red zone stuff kept us out of the playoffs a couple of years because it was so bad and we were scoring, you know, 
there's a reason that Daniel Carlson was scoring more points than any other player in the league. <laughs> if we weren't, you know, and then if we weren't doing that, we were turning it over. So, um, yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, and it is such a, you know, it's a battle of wits, man. Like I said, it's a chess, it's a chess match. And, uh, but I do think McDaniels, you look at his, his red zone efficiency, you know, as an offensive coordinator is, pretty legit man and he's learned a lot and he probably took he learned a lot just the pace of game and how to handle things from a guy like Tom Brady you know I mean he was learning from him and Tom was learning from Josh that type of thing it it only bodes well to help just that communication and it seems like him and Carr have it so if there can be a connection like that man and we can ascend and do something here for the next few years and really put something together man I just I love I love your take on that. I, I didn't think that deep into it, but that's that's a hell of a hell of a couple points. I like it. Well, and I have another point too, uh, another key here. And I, I was actually I should have said this. I was actually going in from my mind from least important to most important. So for me, Patrick Graham, I have a lot of confidence that he's not going to run the exact same, right. you know stuff that he ran that got lit up a year ago. So I had more confidence there. The red zone stuff, I'm, I'm way more confident in McDaniels. You're right. He does have a track record of top 10 red zone scoring efficiency, even not even, you know, even including some times that Tom Brady wasn't there, you know, so it's not just Brady either. So I have a lot more confidence in him down there. He'll utilize his weapons. He's got just about every kind of weapon you would need in the red zone between Renfro's route running, Waller's size, Adams' size and athleticism. You know, you pretty much have everything that you need there. My number one concern and key for this game, Raspy, this is the one that's the most important for me. And, and a lot of you guys are going to be surprised uh, that it it's not the Khalil Mack thing that Raspy thought, even though I totally get where he's coming from with that because Khalil Mack had in this ball game for a single-handedly and I and I get that it's not even Justin Herbert like Justin Herbert as scary as he is is not the number one threat for me that I worry about with the Chargers as crazy as that sounds it's true for me right or wrong for me the number one matchup the guy that scares me the most with the Chargers Raspy you know where I'm going with this I'm sure by now I do we have to contain Austin Eckler in this game, man. We have to contain him, not just in the run game, but also in the passing game. Because one thing that Patrick Graham will do, he's a too-high safety guy, right, Raspy? He's a too-deep safety guy. This is a defense that I prefer too deep over the one-deep safety, as, as much as I respected what Gus Bradley did for us a year ago. He's, the, the plan is to make... Herbert checked the ball down. And unlike some of Josh Allen and, uh, you know, amazing what he did uh, last night, and guys like Patrick Mahomes, these alien quarterbacks, which I think you could classify Herbert as one of these aliens. The difference with, with Herbert and the other two aliens is Josh Allen and Mahomes are looking to push the ball down the field on every, every, every play, every snap. If they can, they will. Herbert is more than willing and sometimes seems more than happy to check the ball down. He'll, he'll do it. If you, if you give him 30 check downs, he'll, he'll check it down 30 times. He will not get frustrated. He will not try to push the ball and, you know, potentially turn the football over. And a lot of those check downs, Raspy, are, go to Austin Eckler. So whatever. Turn into bangers too. They do. He, he beat us the first game last year. To me, Austin Eckler was the reason why we lost that game at home. I agree. I agree. Whether he's being dumped, whether they're checking it down to him in the flats, I don't know if it's going to be your guy, D- Divine Diablo, that's going to be, you know, get a lot of those duties on against him in the flat, whether it's going to be Brown that gets some of those coverage duties. I, I don't, we'll see. But whether it's the run game or the pass game, Raspy, the Raiders must key in and limit the damage done by Austin Eckler. I agree, man. That's a good one. I like it. And I got a little, just a last little second something. You know, like I told you earlier, as far as us winning from edge against their O-line, you know what I mean? Right. And we can go back just, just to last year, man. In the last two games we played with him, just like, about when we pressure Herbert, man, 10 of 30 
with 2.5 yards per attempt. Punch. 49 to 72, 7.3 YPA, five tunnies. You have to put pressure on this. Hart and I, we've admitted it. We both were on Herbert saying that he got scared, you know, and maybe that's why it kind of correlates now that he's a He's like, well, I don't need to look for the big play. I can win this way. But that was one of our big gripes about him, or at least mine. I'm not going to speak for Hart. Me too. I thought I thought when he was pressured, he buckled. And You're talking about college, right? What's that? You're talking about uh, coming out of college. This is what we were thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, college. That was one of you know because I admitted I was wrong on that. I didn't. I wasn't high on Urban. I thought he was. I thought he you put under put some pressure on him and he just crumbled. Well, maybe that's why he checks down like he does, but it works. And I ain't hating on him because the kid has shown. A lot of promise, and he's a hell of a player. And like you said, he is a freakish athlete when it comes to that. And he can push the ball down the field. So oh, you have man. to pressure him and make his life miserable. I mean, we just have to look back to the the regular season finale just last season, and he was he had several big throws that he threw down the field. I mean, some of those fourth down throws – that's, that's another thing, too, that I didn't have down, but just, you know, just real quick, it's popped into my mind – if I had to add another key, they have to be better than they were last year against Herbert on third and fourth downs. I mean, Bradley had him in third and fourth and longs. It seemed like the whole night, especially in the fourth quarter where we were just one stop away from the game was total, would have been totally over and it wouldn't even have come down to all that drama about the tie or not or all that stuff at the end. The Raiders have got to get this guy off. If they if they if they do a good enough job on first and second down to have him in third and fourth and long on any kind of consistent basis in this game, like they did last year, they have to be better than they were. It seemed like they converted every time in those uh Dude, series. They, it was like it was anywhere from five to seven fourth down conversions in that game. And they were long conversions yeah. too. Talking yep. fourth and in inches. And just, there was a lot of there was a lot of thirds in there too. Obviously, you know what I mean. Obviously, you get to fourth, but I mean it was it was bad. So it, it took all they had to try to get back in that game, and that's what I'm saying to where I think we're at right now. I feel like we've they bolstered their staff, but so have we, man. It's time for us. No more excuses, man. DC's got number one. He's got a number one tight end. He's got a number. You know, number one style slot. I mean, come on, let's get to work, man. I totally agree, man. I mean, you know, it's it's put up or shut up time. This is the type of roster that he, I know he's been looking for to have around him, especially in terms of firepower. But going back to the defensive question, Raspy, you're you're more of a defensive guy. You know, former you know, high school linebacker and that kind of thing. And I know you keep your eye a lot on defense when you watch the games. Um, when you look at the Raiders' defense, there's a lot of new faces, obviously, but uh, you have Max Crosby, you have Chandler Jones up front, your two playmakers on the edge. We, we, we both expect, I think everybody expects big, big things from them. But when you look at everybody else, Raspy, and you, you, and you kind of project forward to this game, and those third and fourth and longs that we were just talking about, the Raiders' defense just needed somebody in those moments to step up and make a play, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, not talking about Max and those guys up front, but but in the back end. When you look at this Raiders' defense right now, Raspy, in this game, or just, you know, going forward into the season, do you see enough guys that you feel like could be potential playmakers back there that can make these plays that they just did not make enough of on those fourth downs a year ago? You're talking about like from the middle? Just anybody, any, any, any of the back seven, like any, we know that Crosby and Jones are going to be bringing it, but I'm talking about in the back end, linebackers in coverage, defensive backs, you know, do we have enough guys that you feel comfortable can step up and make plays, not just be solid in their assignments or whatever, but when there's that play, that third and fourth and long, that they make that play to, to, to you know, to feel the deal. Like, do, do you feel like we have those guys, the potential for those guys on that defense? You know what, man? I do. I 
and I, I'm not just trying to be a homer here by any means, but I feel like Rock has shown some of that ability. You know, Rocky Sin can can make some big plays, and and Trayvon Merrick, man, that is the guy I'm looking at. To us, I mean, let's man, we got to be realistic, guys. That was his first year. Kid played phenomenal, man. I can't wait to see some. You don't, you haven't heard anything bad coming out of that end. He is locked in. Nate Hobbs, I am so anxious to see what he can do and how he can, you know, kind of make this transition to to being one of those guys to shut it down on the edges. I don't know, man. I and I think Perryman's going to thump. He's going to do his thing. We need that. We're going to see, man. I mean, we're going to find out, I guess. I, I don't, there's, you know, if anybody would be jumping off the page for me is to see what, you know, Avon Merrick or Morg, however you pronounce his last name. Sorry, my man. But uh, I do think that there's going to be some in there from both Hobbs and Merrick. I mean, you, I'm just excited to see some youth on that back end. And I really want to see Averett do something, too. We'll see how it goes, man. I think there's some playmakers there. I really do. I think there's a lot of promise there. Plus, there's some young kids that they kept on the roster and they made the 53. I'm with it, man. If you can run this defense, I don't care who's in there if they're making plays. So, we'll see how it goes. But I think I think, uh, I think it's going to be exciting, man. And I do think there's going to be some guys that make some big-time plays. But if I had to put it on anybody, I'd say Nate Hobbs and Mary have to step up in a big way and show – you know, that transition from year one to two. You know who I've got my eye on on that defense besides who you mentioned? I'm surprised you didn't mention him as your guy. I, I have a feeling about Divine Diablo, man, the, the leadership that he showed a year ago. Plus, he has the athletic traits that we are we already know about and we knew about uh, coming out of college. It's one reason why Raspy liked him a lot for the Raiders coming out, and uh, that's been kind of – being proven true more and more every day. But I think that this guy could really be an impact guy as far as a coverage linebacker. I think he's somebody that can blitz at times. And I just have a feeling that he may be a guy that not a lot of other people are talking about as far as a year two step uh, leap forward or, or whatnot. But I think that Divine Diablo, I'm really going to have my eye on him in this matchup against Austin Eckler. Uh, the times when, when they uh, – they cross paths out there, especially in coverage. So that's one That's one guy I've got my eye on. I like it, man. And I'm glad you're pumping my guy, too, because I was <laughs> But I wanted to push towards the back end because I think it's so important. You know, with, between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, it's like we these guys got to make a big play. And I, I think it's going to be, you know, like I said, what better time to, <laughs> to test these boys than right out the gate with – one of the best tandems in the league, you know? Well, that's the that's my key matchup. You know, I right. talked the keys to the game that I gave. I think about four of them there. Three was <laughs> the one. But the, my key matchup is actually Nate Hobbs against whichever one of Mike Williams or – I guess he would be – I guess it all depends, Raspy. This is one of the things that's, that's kind of intriguing to me is where Hobbs is going to be – deployed in this does defense. he travel does he not travel we never travel but that doesn't mean anything now you know what i mean so there's there's and you know we're not gonna we weren't gonna be giving up much in the preseason so you're gonna find out you see some wrinkles you didn't see obviously so i'm anxious to see if if they let nate travel and how that works or what we end up rolling out there but man that's a, just another reason to be excited man i love i love the internal stuff it's awesome yeah, I mean, do you match him up? Does he travel like you said? Do you put just put him on Mike Williams and wherever he lines up? Or yep. he was a slot guy a year ago, and we know that Keenan Allen operates mainly out of the slot. Do you put him on Keenan Allen? Or there's a there's a lot of talk that they are going to move him outside in base, but then how often are we going to be in base defense? Yeah, who runs base defense? <laughs> very, very rare, and you know Graham is even a you know he has a lot of dime packages and yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think guys like, you know, Anthony Avery can come in there and make some plays. Who knows? Maybe even a Weber or a Cosby or one of these young bucks get a little chance to get in there and get some run and see what they can do. You don't put them on the roster just to sit there. Obviously, there's special teams, and that's where those guys are going to be able to make their mark. But uh, if you truly want to 
and that's uh, that's how you do it. You give an opportunity, you gotta you gotta make it work. Where do you want to see them uh, line Hobbs up? Do you want would, do you want to see them shadow Allen Williams mix it up? Where where, where do you want to see? If it were me, and like you said, with the uh, Chargers have used Keenan Allen, I'd put him on Keenan Allen, and I'd, I'd, you know, go from there. Because Rock can handle it on the other side. He can be physical, and he can go against those bigger guys too and, and hold up. So, like you said, most times you're going to be out in nickel or dime packages. So you're going to have some other help there too. You know, traveling, chasing Eckler around, Divine doing his thing. And so, you know, and that's the thing I love about Divine Diablo, man, and I always did, was his ability to travel and just, he's hard-nosed, man, and he can cover, too. He's a safety, you know? He's a beast, man. I love the guy. Adds a lot of speed to the defense. Um, I wanted us to draft him, and and I pushed for it, and we did it right where I thought, right where I said we should, and I think he's going to shine, man. I agree, man. I'm expecting big things from Diablo in year two. And I also agree that, you know, Hobbs, he did his work in the slot a year ago, and I know that they're going to move him around more, which I'm I'm with that. You know, if, if he can handle it on the outside, and they see, they sure seem to think he can, then you absolutely do that. You, you put him where the matchup is. But in this particular game, Keenan Allen is so big for, for Herbert, especially on those third and – intermediate situations that I expect the Raiders to have the Chargers in third and sevens, third and eights, third and six in that area quite a bit. And he does look for Keenan Allen a lot in those, and rightly so. He's one of the top slot route movers in the game. He's one of the top chain movers in the game. So why not, if you can take that away from Herbert in third and intermediate, that could really put pressure on him to, you know, to make something else happen. And that could only uh, be a, a major win in the Raiders' fact in the Raiders' column there. Um, so I agree. Well, yeah, and they were saying Hobbs too put on like an extra like eight to twelve pounds or something and, and lost zero in speed. So he's right. getting bigger and he's getting bigger and he's going against Devonte D Wall, <laughs> so he can take on these and Renfro at times. You know what I mean? So, right. I heard he was doing well against Renfro in training camp. Going all out or whatnot, but yeah, it is what it is. The reports are what they are. And Raspy, one last thing before I wanted to get your official score and prediction for this game. Um, just something real quick here. Were you surprised when I saw the the depth chart come out? The official Raiders Week One depth chart. I was surprised to see Andrew Billings starting at nose tackle over Big Hank. Um, now that Hankins is healthy and ready to go. Were you as surprised by that as I was? And I can kind of see the move because if both guys are healthy and operating at their best, I do think that Billings adds a little bit more pass rush ability than Hankins does, if not quite the level of run defense. I know that you kind of fell out with Hank a little bit last year. What did you think of that? Were you surprised? No. <laughs> no. I was so ready for a change, man. I'm sorry. I know I'm a hater on Hank, man, but I'm I'm there's gotta be something to be said. Like I said, I'm trusting the coaches on this. They're running somebody else out there and uh he can give you more than what we were getting out of Hank, then yes, let's do that. So no, not real surprised on that one. I guess I wasn't either. I mean, we both kind of liked Billings. I remember coming out of Baylor a few years ago, but yeah. you know, that's something with Eckler being a key, you know, obviously he's not a bruiser inside like a Derrick Henry or something like that, but you still need to control the line of scrimmage. And if he can give us a little bit of upside with the pass rush, and I know that your guy Bilal Nichols is, is going to be starting next to him, and he does give you a little bit more upside as a pass rusher than some other you know, some of their nose tackle types um, do. So that that was just a little something I thought was interesting there that kind of surprised me a little bit. But No, I mean, and, you know, as far as paychecks, hell yeah, it surprises you. <laughs> Considering you put those guys' paychecks next to each other, man, it don't make much sense. 
No, but the best guy's got to play on the field. And, well, I and I agree. And that's what I love. Like I said, that competitive edge, man, where, you know what, nobody's locked in, man. I don't care what your paycheck is. you gotta, you got to win. And we both know he would have been playing under the Gruden Scholarship Program yep. uh, if that was still in place between those two guys. Yeah, so. I, I was shocked that we actually kept him. I really was. I was, too. I was, too. So, you know what? Hey, sorry, man. Get with it or get lost, bro. Right? It's that time. I mean, it's put up or shut up. Yeah. And you, you, you got to be all in. There's no time or room for scholarship, you know, players anymore. If Hankins was just a better player and beat him out, then so be it. But you yeah. know what? Your Graham and his staff, Rob Ryan and those guys, they, they, they didn't feel that way this time. So they oh. went with the wings, and I respect that. So did this, is this Billings kid the kid we drafted out of like two two or three years ago and he's been on our practice squad and he's just starting to learn his trade? Who is this kid? No, we liked him coming out, but we didn't end up drafting him. He got drafted, um, I want to say, by the, the Bengals. In what year? 2017, I want to say. And he he wasn't very good his rookie year. Then he came on. And it was pretty good in 2018 and 2019. And then he opted okay. in 2020 for the COVID year, I remember. He was one of the guys that just opted, didn't feel comfortable playing. That was his right to do that. And he opted out and uh, got cut. I think, it, you know, the organization wasn't too happy with it. Then uh, he was on some practice squads a year ago and didn't really catch on. But he, you know, I mean, he's a guy that does have – he can – Seal the inside against the run. He's got the size and power that you want as a nose tackle. Maybe not quite as much as peak Hankins when he was at his best, but still gives you something there. But then has a little way more than Hank did. He gives you a little bit more than what you're what you normally would expect uh, from a pass rush perspective from a big heavy nose tackle. He's got a pretty good bull rush, and we need all the help with those two, you know, sack masters that we have on the edge that are going to be screaming off those corners. We need somebody in the middle to be pushing the, the yep. pop. You know, yep. that was our concern. Glad that they're looking at at least some pass rush ability because we were both concerned that they're going to go back to the build a wall in the middle approach, yep. Gunther. And um, that didn't work well. So, Phylon and Jefferson was a hell of a combo, man. <laughs> it's a big difference a year ago. That was one of the reasons why our defense, you know, made the was able to help us make, make the playoffs and get past the finish line that time. Yeah. So previous years, we weren't able to do that. Raspy, um, did you have any other points you wanted to go over before you give your, your score and uh, prediction here? No, man, I think we've done pretty good. Just keep it clean, you know, push that, you know, like I said, change the, change the dynamic in the red zone. We spoke on that, but keep it clean, man. Follow through with what you've done with this whole penalty thing, you know, in the preseason, and let's play clean, man. And if you can do that, I think we'll be in damn good shape. What's your score? Who wins? We're winning the game 31-27, man. It's going to be a battle. There's going to be some big plays. It's going to happen. But I think we're going to. I think we're going to find a way to prevail on this one, man, and come out the gates and shut a couple people up that need shutting up. I agree. I, I have the Raiders winning this game. Look, since they've got Herbert, since they drafted Herbert a couple of years ago, almost every game between these two teams has come down to the wire, a crazy last-minute play, a, a, a penalty. There's been some really wild finishes in this, in this rivalry since they uh, picked up Justin Herbert. I think the only comfortable – game where there was, didn't come down to the wire was unfortunately the first game last year where they came into Vegas and, and beat us by, um, I think it was more than 10 points. Um, the Austin Eckler game that I referenced yeah. earlier. Every other game has come down to a field goal or a crazy play or there's been some real legendary games between these two teams. No reason to think that this game is going to be any different. I don't see either team blowing the other out here. I think it's going to be a nail-biter, one of these stressful, you know, you're going to have to take your uh, – what's that antacid medicine, Raspy? I, I can't your Pepto. Pepto. Your Pepto, your Tums. <laughs> I was a parole age, but uh, 
Pepto or whatever. Fill in your your favorite antacid. This is going to be an antacid game, guys, but I have the Raiders winning 28 to 24, and I think the red zone is going to be the difference this time. I think the Raiders cash in their, their opportunities, and I think that they find a way, Patrick Graham and company, find a way to keep the Chargers out of the reds, out of the end zone on at least one or two of their trips down there. Raiders win this game 28-24 and start off with a big AFC West win and uh, start off 1-0. You know, it's crazy that we both have a four-point victory, and I feel like we're both dependent on our defense to make a play at the end there, you know? <laughs> so it's going to be the difference uh, because we've seen the Raiders that can score and yep. – Last year's the red zone defense, I think, wasn't it the worst in the history of the league or something like that? 82% touchdown. Real bad. You just, it's got to be better than that, right? I mean, it, it's got to be better than that. So, I think, get, yeah, I think so too. I like it, man. I like it. I'm so excited, man. I'm so ready to run this game. I was playing right now tonight. I would be so in. Man, I'm, I can actually, I'm, I'm going to take every day that we have to kind of just rest and prep my mind and my football <laughs> emotions for this game because I know <laughs> game this is probably going to be and I know what kind of season that this could probably be raspy and before I let you go here I know you got um, some stuff that you need to get to um, I know that you have a your niece's party tomorrow um, wish her happy birthday and everything with that but before we let you go here man um, what's your what's your overall take i know that we gave our our season predictions a few weeks ago but now that we're here we always reserve the right to change our minds and the regular season's here now we saw training camp we saw the preseason has that changed your opinion at all what's your record um what do you have the raiders at wins wins and losses this year do they make the playoffs and finally who's your team mvp well, man, I don't think it's going to change much. I mean, if we broke it all down like we did a few, you know, a month or so back, it might change here and there. But I got us at 11 and 6, man. And I and we will make the playoffs. And 11 and 6 might win you the division. The way this division goes, man, I mean, you have to basically – I got us splitting games with the Chiefs and the Chargers and rolling Denver – and if that's what you have to do in this, you have so you have to have the the edge on somebody in the division to be able to push yourself in the sand. But I think eleven games can do that. As crazy as this, you know, division slash AFC is, I think eleven and six could win you the division, man. And might be able to take a division crown home for once. That would be dope. And MVP, man. I with the big dog, man, Devontae. Devontae Adams has to be our team MVP, man. I mean, there's so many other parts. I get it. But we got that number one receiver, man, a guy that I think can go for 1,200-plus and 12 to 15 tutties, man. I mean, that's what we've been missing, a guy that we can do whatever we want with, and he can possess, go deep, run every single route in the tree and be able to dominate as a true number one, which Carr has never had. Let's face it, guys. So I'd say Devontae has got to be my MVP, man. I agree. I agree with that. Um, well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree, but I agree that Devontae Adams is the, the guy that we've been missing. I agree that those are the type of numbers that I expect him to put up. And and I wouldn't be surprised at all if you're right that he ends up being the, the Raiders team MVP. That's what I mean when I say I agree with that. I have us also still going 11-6, and six, um, and I think we win the West, guys. I think we win the West. I think that these teams are going to cannibalize each other a little bit. I think Kansas City has come back to the pack a little bit, but I think even more than that, guys, just look at the history when – Teams are consistently either getting to the Super Bowl or the conference championship every year for a number of years. There comes a time where there's a year where that all those extra games and all that wears on you. And there's times where teams can take a step back for a year or two off of that. And losing Tyreek Hill, I think, is a big deal. I don't think that Valdez Scantling is going to be quite the same. I have the Raiders winning the West. I do have us losing. At Tennessee, I have us losing. I do have us losing one at Arrowhead. We just don't ever play well there. 
I have us losing uh, at New Orleans is one of the surprises I have. Early game, East Coast, and then Dennis Allen, you know, knows Derek Carr pretty well. Tyron Matthew knows Derek Carr pretty well. And just it's just one of those those surprise losses that the Raiders always have on the East Coast. Um, I have us losing at Tennessee for the same reasons. And we'll split with the Chargers. We'll lose to the Rams. I, I have us losing to the Rams on December the 8th because of their, their defensive line has such an advantage <laughs> over our offensive line. And I mean, right. scary to even think about that. And I actually have us um, losing a surprise one at Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve because of the cold weather East Coast factor. Not because I think they're a better team. I just think that the cold weather gives us trouble. I just have a hard time picking us to win cold weather games um, until until further notice. I think we sweep the Broncos. So, yeah, I have us at 11 and 6. I have us winning the, the AFC West for the first time in 20 years. And I have Derek Carr. I have the other side of your your uh, coin, your the Devontae Adams uh, coin there. I have the guy who's going to be throwing him the football. Somebody's got to give him the football for all those big numbers that we expect Adams to have. I have Derek Carr coming in at around 4,900 yards, 35 touchdowns. 4,900 yards sounds like a lot, but he had 4,800 yards last year with Zay Jones and and Deshaun Jackson running around out there. What's left of Deshaun Jackson? So I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think he'll be the league MVP, Raspy, but I do think that Derek Carr will be the Raiders MVP leading us back to our first AFC West championship crown since Rich Gannon did it in his league MVP season of 2002. So that's what I have with this Raiders team this year. So we both have us making the playoffs and we both have us firmly in play for winning the West. That's not so bad, huh, Raspy? God, I gotta love it, man. Boy, how things have changed in the last years, right? I'm, I'm grateful, man. It was starting to get out of hand, you know? Well, I mean, it's been too long. You know, every once in a while, you'll see that that post on social media, you know, that shows all the, you know, the, I think they even showed it in one of the games last year. It's so embarrassing where it's like the Vegas table where all the teams from the AFC West are playing cards. And it's like, you know, all the chips or how many AFC West championships that they've had since 2002. <laughs> And all the other teams have all these chips to push to the center, and the Raiders have like the one since two thousand and two. Damn, kind of change that. Salty man, let's get let's get past that. Let's make this happen. It's time to go make a statement, man. Make it'll make a huge statement. You go out there, find a way to bully these boys around, man, and go get us a dub week one. And let's go. Well, you win a if you win the AFC West, man. Everybody knows that this is the division in football this year. You put yourself in a really good spot to to compete for the Super Bowl. The Bills looked really good too, so the, the AFC is loaded with with teams. Um, but I'm really excited, Raspy. The regular season is here, man. You know, we've been talking about it. This is our most anticipated regular season since. Wow, man, since back in the Rich Gannon days or somewhere right around there. So did you have anything else you wanted to say on the season, on your predictions, on this matchup before we uh, before we let Raider Nation go and get ready for this game? No, man, I think uh, I think it's all, you know, we can sit here and talk all day, but we're just we're going to have to find out, man. I'm just excited. Looking forward to seeing uh how this offense can go because we all know, man, that's that's where it's at. We got to score. That's the NFL. We got score. <laughs> so I'm just excited to see that, man. And uh, in this division, once, put up points. right. <laughs> once again, nation, y'all, man, appreciate each and every one of y'all for tuning in. We got a lot to get into, man. <laughs> it's exciting. So. Uh, Let's go get us a dub, man. Let's go handle it week one and uh, set the tone. I'm going to keep it short and simple, man. Love you guys to death, man. Y'all take care. Run us out of here, man. Peace. Guys, keep it with us here all season long. We'll be uh, here after the game. On uh, We'll be doing our post-game 
Uh, recap show as we always do uh, Monday or Tuesday. Look, make sure to look out for that. Keep your notifications on. Uh, you know, walk the plank, captain of the week, all that good stuff will be back. Get your questions in. Season three of Ask Raspy is officially on. So we've already started getting questions. So make sure to get yours in. We're, we're going to run that back again this year. And I kind of let it out of the bag, but we're going to definitely try to do the YouTube thing, guys. We've been teasing it for a while. So you're going to actually have to put up with our ugly faces here um, here shortly. So uh, we're have a something special planned for you in that regard some special content that will be youtube only so make sure to look out for that as well and uh just continue to spread the word guys um like share subscribe tell us what you liked about the show tell us what you didn't like about the show man make us better make us better at what we do because that's what we're here for and um beside that guys for my partner my co-host in crime mr raspy raider um, this is your host, Mr. Raider Hart, leaving you guys to get ready for this big AFC West showdown right out of the gate, week one. Let's go beat those Chargers and start this thing off the right way, and let's, set, let's send a message to the rest of the NFL that these, this version of the Las Vegas Raiders is something to be reckoned with and, and something to, to watch out for. So, guys, excited for the game. And, uh, again, make sure to keep it here with us, not just this week, but all season long as we – give you all the content that you could ever need for your Las Vegas Raiders. But until then, guys, be safe. Um, enjoy the game. And what's, up, what's left to be said, man? Just win, baby. <laughs>